everybody, this is Ross the Boss. You're listening to Rock Nations with Dave Kinchin. Woo! Awesome. Yes, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you so That's much. Awesome. You can tell I've done that before. I know. Yeah. <laughs> there's no touring. There's no nothing. Everybody wow. is just hiding themselves from each other. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. That's what, that's what ha- has to be, you know. And we don't want to, you know, I don't want my fans coming out. And they won't. Right. They shouldn't. Yeah. You know, they should, everybody should do their thing and listen to my brand new amazing record. Rock and roll, baby! Yes! Yeah, Ross the Boss right there with Maiden of Sorrows from Born to Fire, his new record. We talked with the legendary guitarist from wow. Man of War, the Dictators, the Vinyl Masters here. We just What's wrapped up, up that interview. Boy, was that an awesome interview or what? Oh, it, that was one of the best, dude. That really was. Um, so much to say. So much was said. By the way, that was Maiden of Shadows. We have an exclusive something going down, and we got to tell you about it, but we're not a telling big you announcement, right now. Big announcement coming up, that's right, <laughs> later in the show. Thanks to uh, his record, folks, uh, for letting us play that as well. Uh, some of the new stuff that you'll be hearing over the next uh, couple of shows there. So we got the Ross the Boss interview later in the show, part one of that, but a lot of other news going on in the music world. We hope it's just uh, crazy, man. We, we made it to the weekend. Not that you can really do a whole lot on weekends these days, right? No, no, but, there's not. I mean, it's just uh, you got the telephone, you got the TV, yeah, you got your iPad. Um, and you know, I like to talk to friends and yep, that kind of stuff. But there's really, and, and obviously, there's listening to music, yep. But. Yeah, we had a, a happy hour um, text uh, video chat uh, with a couple of friends, Eric, yeah. a friend of ours, yeah. and another buddy. Uh, she texted me saying, "Hey, it's happy hour, gentlemen." So we just, you know, we just uh, <laughs> talked about what we were doing, what we were having for dinner, and you know, a, a little bit of a uh, adult beverage, and you know, but it was a good time. Uh, that's but awesome. that's it. Yeah, but uh, we are here for you, like you said. We can rock. That's one of the things we can do, and we're keeping take you your mind away from all this. Uh you know, misery. It's yeah. just, it's it's tough to deal with mentally, emotionally, every, everything. Yep. Uh, uh, I try not to even think about it, but I, you know, it's it's out there and it's affecting people that we know and love, and, and there's not nothing we can do about it, um, other than just pray and hope that yeah things get better soon. That's and, right. Uh, it's uh it's touching every facet of of our lives now, and uh, Jackson Brown just revealed that he was uh yeah. positive for uh, coronavirus so i mean that that was that floored me he told rolling stone that as soon as i had a small cough and temperature i tested for covid 19 um and he's tested positive so um he's now um recuperating at his los angeles home he's basically uh has uh, not so many symptoms. I, and I quote again from Rolling Stone, quote, my symptoms are really pretty mild, so I don't require any medication and certainly not hospitalization or anything like that, unquote. I mean, he's 71, so he, he definitely fits into that age group where yeah. something really um, bad could happen. But uh, the fact that he has it mild is probably pretty good. And Yeah, I mean, you're hearing some cases where people do have a mild form and you hope and pray. I mean, the ter- like you said, 71 years old, it's terrifying. Especially, we don't know this, but if there are any other health issues too, you know. Yeah. 
but um, he suspects he got it from uh, a trip to a recent trip to New York uh, for the annual Love Rocks New York City benefit, where you know Cindy Lauper, Dave Matthews, and many artists were yep. there. So uh, he thinks that at some point on that trip that he contacted the virus. So just absolute scary. And then also uh, Till Lindemann uh, from Rammstein. Uh, there's like kind of a controversy here because we don't really know. Um, the band's saying one thing, the newspapers are saying another, but the German newspapers reported um, earlier today that uh, Till Lindemann was in intensive care in a, in a Berlin hospital um, after being diagnosed with COVID-19. And then uh, later today, almost to the time we're going to press here, um, Rammstein just posted a message on the band's social media clarifying that Lindemann's condition and denying that he was infected with the new coronavirus. So the statement reads, quote, yesterday evening, Till Lindemann was admitted to, admitted to a hospital on the band's doctor's advice. He spent the night in intensive care, but has been moved as he's feeling better. Till has tested negative for the coronavirus, unquote. Um, he apparently came down with something. Uh, he was touring solo in uh, Moscow mm. um, like a few weeks ago. And um, he just started uh, exhibiting a lot of the the symptoms, know, right? Symptoms. The cough. The, yep. Yeah. And uh, so he uh, actually crashed pretty bad, and uh, he was in critical condition with respiratory well, major respiratory issues. Yeah. Yep. But uh, we wish all the best to anybody with this, and you know, it just I mean, it's it just seems like this person has it this you, it, oh, it goes down the line i mean it's just taking over yeah it's this, just this taking, thing yeah. is just taking over everything and yeah um as, as you were saying like what were some of the tours that are yeah it also impacted down? we got a note uh today um from roger waters folks uh his tour has been postponed uh the this is not a drill tour postponed there were some dates uh, i know for detroit uh there were some dates uh for some other places too but that's huge i mean that's a huge cancellation yeah um were you planning on going back for that one or well i wanted to i want to see him because i ah. i saw a little bit i remember the wall which was phenomenal yeah. absolutely phenomenal and i really wanted to see that so hopefully we'll be able to you know once things once we make it through turn the corner on this i mean that's one of the tours i really want to see yeah. um We'll see what the risk is. It's very timely. I, I heard, you know, his shows are very um, filled with uh, a lot of political messages, mm -hmm. and he tries to weave them into the day-to-day -day society yep. of every, what everybody's thinking and tap into that a bit. And uh, the, the screens and what's going on are just uh, state-of-the-art. doesn't get any better. Do you think they might change up some of the show for some of this? Because I'm, mean, sure sure so I'm sure related to it. I'm working know. on something as we speak. I mean, yeah. he... he some of the stuff that popped up on some of his boards on the tour two years ago, like the stuff that happened like that day in the news, you know, their headlines from wow. that day. So the artists that are working on the stuff are like really on top of it. But yeah. just a mind, you know, like we, with, we saw with you too, there's just the screen almost yep. becomes just as much a part of the show mm -hmm. as the artist. Yeah. I think for me, it's the music first and foremost, but absolutely just seeing that, the, the whole production too. I mean, yeah, I, you know. Um, so yeah, that'll be. We're a world of screens now, so yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> we like yeah. to look at screens. But... Yep. 
And we also have a big concert coming up. This was huge news. This is cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is really cool. Elton John will be hosting a benefit concert uh, featuring, uh, is it live from the living room is for lack of a better, I, right. I don't have the official term in front of me. I think that's actually it. But um, it's going to be uh, a benefit concert. Uh, with Mariah Carey, Billie Eilish, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong, Alicia Keys. Uh, and what's going to happen is Elton John, he'll be hosting, and all of these stars and others to be announced, yet to be announced, are going to be performing from their living rooms. Oh, essentially, wow. uh, to do a, a tribute, um, possibly to raise money, I think, uh, for research, you know, and um, just as a way of everybody pulling together. And the article I read, said that they're going to, I think it was actually on uh, Rolling Stone, said they were going to use, um, each artist will use their own video and audio um, gear, I guess they all have their own production hmm. equipment to an extent, uh, for the safety, uh, for like the safety of the crews and things wow. like that. So they're, they're going to be sh uh, shooting this from their living rooms, but it's obviously going to be a cool very sterile, safe environment. Yeah, very cool. Very we're, cool. we're getting spoiled here. I mean, I know. Um, Elvis Costello just released a acoustic track from his uh, living room boudoir yeah uh, about three hours ago um i'm not even going to tell you what track it is but just search uh, elvis costello mm -hmm. living room whatever coronavirus uh it'll it'll pop up on youtube and then you you showed me the yeah david coverdale <laughs> who um does play guitar you know he plays acoustic guitar he doesn't really he doesn't really play live, you know, with he Whitesnake. He also swears a lot. Yeah, he swears a lot in this song. It's a, a song basically blasting coronavirus. <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think all of us probably feel the way uh, he does in this song. Uh, but, yeah, some choice words, but David Coverdale. Um, no mercy, really. Yeah, I no mean, mercy in this. Uh, is this... that a Coverdale song? Is that a way? No mercy? Uh, I don't know. Is it, it should it, be. It, it might be, yeah. I, don't, I would not want to be on this guy's bad side. Yeah, but, um, exactly. He uh, <laughs> is a short song, and the name of the song is called... Called the coronavirus blues so yep. nice little blues ditty <laughs> yeah it, pretty much but we're not playing it on this no, show so that's you're right. gonna have to go check it out on youtube yeah yeah or, and then, or david uh, coverdale's uh, twitter page yeah. last night everyone was going crazy I, I watched a tiny bit portion of it but uh dave matthews uh, performed a show in his house yeah and uh same thing just absolutely freaking amazing was and, it an uh, acoustic show right yep D yep and uh he it, it's just like uh Everybody's coming out to try to make uh, everybody else feel a little better, mm -hmm. to forget about what's going on around us, to to move forward, and stay positive, and you know keep our chins up, and you know that's why uh, Dave and I keep doing this. So yeah, it's why we love doing it, and you know just be, we love the music, and we know we all need music probably more than than anything now you know those those songs that that kind of get us through that energy that the positive vibes we, we need all the positive vibes we can get every single yeah bit, man. yeah you know and and so there's a lot of songs that talk about that and it's amazing how you can you can take a song and apply it to any situation you know yeah uh but uh yeah we'll do that and we love talking to these uh, rock star icons too like Ross the Boss uh, who we spoke with uh, about the new it's album Born of Fire <laughs> really cool guy legendary guy who goes back to a time you know playing uh, you know around walking in the same circles as Blue Oyster Cult and what was it Blondie right and you, other groups you name it Talking yeah. Heads Ramones yeah um, you know Dead uh, Boys um anybody yep. and everybody you can think of MC5 mm -hmm. they played with Iggy Pop they, yep they um 
their career started basically their their early stuff basically in, in many ways uh, their albums were, were fans of people that made music mm-hmm. and, and and you can basically say like that the dictators like MC5 were the type of band that um, they might have made a few releases but those releases went on and formed hundreds of bands right. so it's incredible and just he talked about New York you know the early days uh, even before CBGB's right? oh yeah I, uh, I, I totally uh, he yeah. totally corrected me on something and I appreciate it because I you know I've I've only been there in the 80s before I, I knew anything about it. Yeah. And he was Legendary like, place. He yeah. knew this stuff before <laughs> anybody knew about it. So yep. he, he, he knows the dates. He knows the times. Uh, it's like an encyclopedia, man, talking yeah. to him. I can't wait to talk to him again. I know. Yeah. He talked about, uh, like, the early days playing at uh, the Coventry. And that name stood out to me. Yeah. Paul Stanley talks about that in his book. You know, yeah. that's where Kiss played, uh, you know, one of those early shows. And he said, you know, uh, it was the Dictators, Kiss... And uh, the Dolls, I think, yeah. who had, like, the big deals at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or something along those lines. And it was just great to, to hear that. So We talked about Max's and Popeye's and, yep. and other clubs and um, Andy and Handsome Dick and all those guys. And it's going to be a... It's gonna, you guys are really going to dig it. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. What we'll do is... Uh, and we got some big news on the show. We haven't forgotten about the big news. Maybe let's just take a listen to what, a little bit of our chat on uh, the new record. Portions of this program may contain adult language not suitable for children. However, we do encourage you to inform them about rock and roll in general. Tell me about just the inspiration and putting it all together. Well, you know what? The um, the record label, uh, uh, AFM and and my agent said, well, if you want to tour Europe in 2020, you better have a new record. And I said, well, my last record was, it was not even two years old yet. It's like two years old now uh, uh, yeah. by Bloodsworn, you know. And yeah. I, go, I got to make another record? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I got the trust <laughs> there for a while. I go, I can't make another record. Right. You know, I'm usually having a bunch of songs. I like 12 songs hanging out, good ideas. And I didn't. I didn't. So what I had to do was really own up to the fact that my band is amazing which we are yep and I had a count like guys I need songs I need your songs I need anyone that had songs I'd listen to so uh, you know let them I mean let, let, let those guys help and they all did and it, I love them and we, we came up with these 12 songs that everybody has contributed including Stu Marshall from Death Dealer um Contributed, wow. uh, Maiden of Shadows, um, and it's just epic. It's an epic, fantastic, uh, killing song. And so the twelve songs we have are just very, very robust. Very, uh, you know, when when I when I say we went heavier, louder, yeah, and faster. <laughs> that's exactly what we did. You did. It's like a culmination of like sort of like everything you've been involved with all in one that's kind of the way i would put it it's got the punk edge it's got the the metal it's got it just crunches you know everyone keeps saying that they hear the punk edge in that i guess you're right you know and uh well that's who i am and you know uh, i still i'm still firing off some blues based solos and uh you know i change it up a bit uh, you know but you know i'm still the same guy i've always been and uh, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're pushing the needle we're pushing we're pushing the envelope yeah. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think I think the results have been are, the results are fantastic. I, I really do. For the guys who were you know submitting tracks to you and stuff, were there? I mean, did you sense they were maybe a little intimidated? I mean, this is Ross the boss, right? You, they got to <laughs> submit their best stuff, right? Well, you know, Stu handed me a bunch of songs. I chose "Made in the Shadows." Mark has a writing partner in his other band, Let Us Pray, John Morrissey, who's a great young writer. And uh, I took the, you know, the way I look, the way I look at songs is like I, I have to see myself playing these songs on stage. I have to envision myself blessing these riffs on stage. And the four that I chose from Mark were fantastic: "Born of Fire," "Denied by the Cross," "Blackest Heart," right. and. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Born of Fire. And, yeah. uh, and, and Mike LePond contributed two amazing songs, uh, Fight the Fight. And uh, what was his other one? Oh, what was his other <laughs> one? Oh, I, I don't know. He, he, he just, he, he contributed two amazing songs. And, uh, you know, so, and then my, my four or five tunes in there. And then we all worked on the arrangements together. And, uh, Oh, Mike! Mike did "Glory of the Slain." Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fight the fight and glory of the slain. Awesome. Glory to the slain. Awesome. And so the two, the, the, everybody's songs just added up to fucking kick ass. Every, I mean, the, the twelve songs together was a band united, a band together, and a band not taking no shit. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, we, I think we just. We came out with a, an amazing record. Plus, I had my uh, a longtime friend and uh, associate CJ Sosha, the engineer, did an amazing job with this with the sounds, the original sounds right. at his studio. And then, so Steve Lieberman from Ordin Organ, he just mixed the shit out of it. And uh, you know, it was the whole thing. Everyone stepped up. I mean, it was one of those albums that just everything clicked and. Nice. I think you can, I think you can hear it on the record. I, and, um, we're, we're so delighted. All of us was no matter what it sells, no matter what it does, no matter what it, we're delighted with our record, and that's what's important. Yeah, you should be. It's it. I, I was blown away at how hard how how hard this right. Not that the last one wasn't hard, but this one is just <laughs> it's on yeah. all cylinders, man. It's on all cylinders. Yeah, because like let's face facts, it was the first record that Steve Bolognese, our touring drummer, played on. Okay, because because the last record, uh, uh, my nephew played on it. Oh, so, cool! Yeah. You know, so Steve actually played the the drums, and you can see, I mean, this guy is a, a killer. Steve Bolognese is a killer drummer. Yeah. So oh, man. I'm, he's one of the finest drummers out there on the scene now. I mean, he's uh, you know he manages to do these blast, you know these. These, these double bass drum things and these these these, these turnarounds and you know, still retaining groove and and and, uh, and body and you know his 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 drum tracks are, are amazing and then of course we have Mike Lapond on bass who in my estimation is the finest bass player on the scene right now he's the finest bass player in the world right uh, I mean I when I think of Mike <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing like you know. I, I can compare him to Geezer Butler and John Entwistle and Jack Bruce yeah. and Getty Lee and guys like that and he's yeah. uh, he's right there Mike is right there and uh, you know like when I'm on stage and I'm listening to him I go what the fuck is he <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I actually hearing this I mean, 
it's a, it's, it's a true honor to have Michael Pond in the band and of course our amazing singer Mark Lopes uh, what can I say I mean I told Mark um, all I want is hooks out of these songs hooks yeah. metal hooks yeah. and that's, I'm, that's all I'm interested in if, you, if there's no hook in any of these songs just don't even bother to present it to me because I will yeah. not take it and Mark agreed with me and we have uh, come up with some amazing hooks you yeah. know on this record and, and that's what people I, I believe that's what people will remember and that's what people remember out of your songs um, there's so many times I go to a metal show and I can't remember one thing the band has played yep absolutely yep Right? Yep. Do you remember? I mean, it's like one thing. They might be good, good riff, good things, but you can't remember them because there's nothing to remember. You know? That happens so, so often. It's they have the chops, but they, there's nothing there in the song department. Right. And, and so it's just more forget, forgetful stuff. Right. You know? So I said, this is not going to be the album for that. Right. Right. No, no, no. We have this <laughs> opportunity here now to really make a statement with our record and uh, that's what I want and that's what he did and I think to Mark's credit uh, his different vo voices and his different his different layers and his different things uh, show that he's he's really gone to the next level so yeah. uh, that's my that's my take on it Mark uh, and my dad Oh yeah, right there, Born to Fire, the title track, Ross the wow. Boss Band. Dude, this thing just crunches. heavy, just heavy, right? Ross is not kidding, man. That's right, Ross the Boss, the uh, the album is Born to Fire, and uh, this this album is so heavy, and it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like one big song. This is better than the last seven uh, Man of War records. <laughs> yeah, that's right, it's great. It's great. Ross. Ross, the boss of the show. You just heard from him talking about the new record there. And I tell you, uh, he's just, he's inspired. And he talks, the guys he has with him in this group, there's a nucleus there. And it's just really, it's creative. It's inspired. And uh, it's all you could want in a great metal record in terms of riffs, the double bass pounding and the drums. I mean, all of that stuff. Just it's got, got it's, it's, it's got the crunch of punk. It's got, it's got the crunch of metal. It's, it's everything, man. Yeah. It's, and the, the guitars. Yeah. Heavy. Just so heavy. I mean, it just gets better with age. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I mean, it's, and, um, you know, he carries all those influences from the 70s going on, you know, Dictators and the Man of War and on to where he is now. And yeah. uh, very cool stuff. You're hearing and a little like priest, like, testament kind of. A little bit. I hear some testament. I yeah. definitely hear some testament in like the voice, <laughs> the vocals, I think. Um, the melodies, like the one track we played before, uh, I heard some priest kind of. Um, modern era priest uh, uh, what do you call it um, uh, melodies in the in the guitars there you know and of course uh, we'll talk about his relationship with KK Downing in a little bit uh, yeah. you know maybe down the road in, in part two uh, we talked to him for 45 minutes so we got I mean he yeah. gave us so much incredible mm -hmm. material it's like an encyclopedia again I, yeah. I have to say it as many times as I it's, but By Blood Sworn was his record with that band before yep. this and this album is so much more, and he talks about that. It yeah. just has so much more. Yes. Oh. He said, he said, um, uh, and you know, he said it a couple times in the interview. You may have heard it, but he said, um, 
you know, uh, he told the singers, like, I want hooks. I need hooks. You know, and he, he emphasized that several times to us, how important. He's like, I'm not even going to take it. And I think he said, you know, almost like I'm not even going to listen to it unless, yeah. there, there, you know, unless there's hooks in there. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's just from, from top to bottom. Um, and, and you have four guys writing songs on this, five guys yep. writing songs. And everyone's contributing, and that is the best way to make yeah. a record, man. Yeah, everybody feel, and I, you know, especially you think, gosh, if you're in a band with Ross, you, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, I gotta submit my best stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is no joke, obviously. You know, yeah, and you know, they're in New York. All, all these guys are from Jersey, New York, yep. and right now, both those places again are dealing with such a, and uh, he's just chomping at the bit. I can't wait for the when they finally get you know back from Europe. After yep. you get to tour Europe again, because that whole tour, you know, was poof. Yeah, it's a thing. And and interestingly enough, you know, we're doing this interview, and Shane knows his, his metal. He's not just the metal master. He's the metal master, right? <laughs> we can't call him the metal god. That's Rob Halford. We don't I'm a punk make... guy first, yeah. and then a metal right. guy. But... That's right. And there's a little bit of everything in, in um, Ross's music coming up. And you asked him about the dictators, and of course, he drops dropped some news on us. Drop some news on us. Right? You got the exclusive, baby. Yeah, and, and because of your question, <laughs> we know that they're... Well, should we just have them say it? Let's, let's just go to it. Let's, let's just, just go, go to right it. to it, baby. Ow! If you're ready for the dictator's news, get ready. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big... It's big. So the original dictators, which is me, Andy Chernoff, and Scott Kempner, top ten, has reformed. What? Whoa. Uh-huh. And... Without Mr. Manitoba, Mr. Manitoba will not be with us. Okay. And we have a, uh, we're going to use Albert Bouchard from Blue Oyster Cult as our studio drummer. Wow. Um, you know yeah. Albert, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's we've I've already started we've already started the recording process, and uh, that's the news for the dictators. Oh, that's awesome! That's wild. How did how did that come about? I mean, walk us through just kind of how that kind of came about. Okay, so well, I'll be honest with you. So, <laughs> um, you know, we had the Dictators NYC, the band with Dean yep. Ristler and Daniel and JP, and we we were we were touring. You know, we did seven years of touring. Like we, we we were doing Europe twice a year for seven years, and you know, just the whole thing with uh, with with Mr. Manitoba kind of just kind of just exploded. It kind of the, the situation kind of like got worse and uh, the band kind of broke up and uh, Dean said to me you know Ross the only way the dictators will ever play again is with if you do the original dictators mm. and a drummer and I will have I, I love you guys I love the dictators so much and I'm not going to be in it and no I'm not going to be in it and that's how hmm. great a guy Dean is and a yeah. brother he is to me, uh, as well as being the producer of Black Bloodstorm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so um, he said it. He says, you got to do the original Dictators with Andy, Andy singing lead, like it was in the beginning of the band. Okay. So that's what, that's what we're going to do. Wow. So in the, in the beginning, it was the, the, us, me, Scott, and Andy, a drummer. Andy was, Andy was the lead singer. And we, uh, Scott and I sang backgrounds, and that's how it is. That's, that's awesome. How we're gonna do it. That's cool. So you got a busy. I mean, obviously, depending on what happens with this 
once things settle down with the virus, you got. I mean, you've got some busy stuff ahead there. You got your solo oh, thing, and then. Uh, so I am so busy. I can't even. I will be so busy. Uh, as a matter of fact, even Shaken Street is played. So we sure. put that together. Wow. And uh, Shaken Street did 15 Euro shows last January, France, and um, we supposedly supposed to have a, a big a couple of big festivals at the end of August. But you know, no one knows anything that's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, but uh, that's that's on the line. Ross the Boss Band is the, but my band is the prime prime thing. Well, you know what time it is right there. The what Vinyl is Master it? is here. Time for some vinyl talk. Huh? By the way, the Dictator's News, awesome. We're going to talk to Ross the Boss again when that's cranking. He, he wants to talk to us again, so we're really excited about that. Oh, yeah. But uh, now it's vinyl time, baby. It's vinyl time, baby. Yes, yes. And, you know, again, because, uh, well, you know, I don't know if it's the Apollo, Apollo plan or what's going on, but most of the best stuff that's coming out right now is uh, on CDs. So we got a Bowie release, Dave. Uh, oh my God, yes. He's been gone for a while. We miss and, him. And um, this thing is really ultra cool. Um, I, I got this delivered to my house this week, and I was so excited. Um, it's just great to hear anything uh, un that's been unavailable for David mm -hmm. for a while, and, and stuff keeps coming out at a pretty pretty good clip. Uh, this is Is It Any Wonder? Uh, it was you could order it directly from his website and Rhino Records. Uh, I think it's now uh, no longer available. Mm. Um, it, it, uh, it was released on March 20th. I, again, I got it like Monday or Tuesday of this week. Um, I got the CD and the 12-inch because I'm weird like that. But, <laughs> you're um, dedicated. You're passionate. I'm dedicated. I just, if it's David Bowie and you know he's combing his hair and somebody mic'd it, I'll probably buy it. But <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, it's, it's six tracks. And uh, it, it was on 12-inch, and it's on uh, CD, you know, high-quality vinyl. And um, there was also, um, on the CD, there's an alternate track list, with, which includes uh, a song called Fun, which is a Clown Boy mix. There's an extra track there. Mm. Um, just absolutely uh, exquisite. I love Bowie. I highly recommend if you can grab it find out on a second second hand store or whatever uh in the years to come it it's got some really neat tracks some stuff with eno which um again eno um anything that i think he touches turns to gold yes yeah. some some cover some covered versions of his own songs and updated versions of his own songs one of one of which eno remixed and um they, a lot of this stuff was done around 1997 so his guitarist was uh, Reeves Gabriels, okay, who yep. uh, played in Tin Machine and and uh, you know with um, was it the Trent Reznor time around that? Well, that was that was around that time. It was too. around, yeah. Trent was Trent was doing stuff with them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a series of albums there where you know Bowie was hanging out with Trent quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I'm afraid of Americans. Um, That's a great track. I remember uh, when that hit MTV. It was so cool. It was a great, great video too. Yeah. And uh, actually, my wife and I just watched that the other night. But, yeah. um, is it any wonder? Check it out. Try to find it. Um, Rhino may still be selling it. That's what I meant to say. Not secondhand stores. Rhino.com may still have this available, but Bowie's site has sold out. Mm. And um, so once this is out, they're not doing it again. They've already said that. So yeah, this is it. There's not going to be many press to this one. Um, there's also uh, some really cool stuff uh, in the works. Um, 
as, as Ross was talking about, <clears throat> it's several times in, in, in the interview, um, he was talking about Blue Oyster Cult. And of course, I can't find the page. <laughs> but that's it. Now it'll come up. But how cool was that, though, that um, he had such a, a connection to those guys? And he talked about Buck Dharma, how Buck Dharma was such a major uh, influence. You know? Yeah, and, and Alan Bouchard. I didn't yeah, I, like yeah. really tight with him. And uh, they still they still hang. And it was just. Uh, I know that they've had bands together and stuff. I just didn't know how close um, the guys in the Dictators and stuff were with the guys yeah. in Blue Oyster Cult, but they were all managed by the same guy. Yep. So, so it makes sense, yeah. It all makes sense. But uh, the Blue Oyster Cult release, uh, very cool. Uh, again, a limited release on CD, but it's a, it's a show that took place at uh, iHeart Radio Theater in New York City on December 17th, 2012. Mm. Um, it's basically cool a yeah. It's a really cool cover. Wow. It's got the old uh, Sandy Perlman uh, yeah imagery there. Uh, basically a two two CD thing. Um, it was they were celebrating uh, the 40th anniversary of um, at the time um, the, their Columbia album collection was being released. Mm -hmm. It was a big box set, and uh, they they came out and, and dug deep into the old early 70s stuff. And the track list on this thing is insane. I mean, it's just, like, perfect. <laughs> I mean, Black Blade, Career of Evil, Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll, Burning for You, Are You Ready to Rock? The Vigil? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's it, it, it's basically, it's a DVD and, and Blu-ray and a CD. So it's, it's two-disc set. And uh, they put uh, a little extra uh, track on the audio only on the blu-ray this ain't the summer of love mm. which just a great uh it's a great song yeah yeah i mean that's uh <clears throat> my mind has already ordered it but my body has not <laughs> so that's all i can say about yeah. that but um yeah we got we got those pretty cool releases and there was a really cool uh if you're into psychedelic which you know dave and i are yeah course, but yeah i mean it depends on what it is it depends but, what it is yeah um it's a story it's kind of an interesting band but it's they're called the clock watchers um this may be your forte it may not be your forte but um there was this pacific northwest uh psych band from the early 90s and and you know a lot of people don't give later psych bands any credit because it's like derivative mm -hmm. or and there have been some amazing um as my as my buddy dave mann would tell you there are a lot of great more modern um, psych bands out there that mm -hmm. you just don't know about doing some fantastic stuff mm. and uh, he he my friend Dave uh, he records stuff and it's really really cool um, if he ever releases it which I hope he does you know he'll really really dig it yeah oh my god but um yeah the the, the clock stoppers were from the Pacific Northwest um, don't exactly know where but they have this release out, and I've heard a lot about these guys through the years. It's called A Mind-Blowing Trip of Psychedelic Sound. <laughs> 22 tracks from them. Um, it got really, really good reviews from, from psych fans, and psych fans are probably the most, um, I don't know, judgmental mm -hmm. next to metal fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was a really cool release. Check it out if you like the reverb and the twanging guitars and all that good stuff. Um, and of course the the organ 
and the wah-wah. Yes, the wah-wah <laughs> wah pedal. Yes. Not the wah-wah from Philly, mind you. Yeah, but yeah, that, the crybaby is Hendrix. But the wah-wah. Yeah, this is the first guitar pedal I bought. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course, the big, big, big story today, the big release was the Mighty Pearl Jam. Yes. This is a great... Gigaton. What a, what I a mean, great record. The sound is diverse. There's some heavy <laughs> tracks. There's some experimental, I mean, even beyond, like, um, you know, the Clairvoyant uh, song, you know. But it's, it's, I loved it. I, and I Just, actually hate saying this, yeah. but the songs they released could quite possibly be, like, the worst songs on the album. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be... Sure, like, no. Clairvoyant's yeah. great. I, I shouldn't say that about that, but... Super Blood Wolf Moon yeah. compared to some of the other tracks on this record mm -hmm. it just pales yeah I mean um, the Sonics really came across for me how about yeah. you no they did they really did the sort of ambient sounds kind of right it was very there's a spiritual element I think it's some of the, like just Definitely. musically that I feel I agree with you you know it, it, the, the Sonics were just it, you didn't think um, it, I didn't think we were going to get that you know what we got it was, I was like wow I mean it was really there's so much more that they left to surprise you with, I yeah, think, you know, and 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 uh, Lightning Bolt and and Backspacer, um, I don't know, they're not, they don't sit in their canon like some mm -hmm. of their other records do. Right. This one has a feel to me like um, it may be hard for some fans to to get into it at mm -hmm. first, but I think they're gonna, it's gonna grow on them. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of their bigger albums. I really do. It's yeah. it's got a great feel, a great sound. Um, there, there's like some songs that sound like Fugazi. Mm -hmm. uh, they got this punk edge to them. Uh, there's there's some songs that uh, kind of ethereal. Uh, they have that. Uh, there's like at least three tracks that remind me of uh, Just Breathe off of Backspace. Okay. Uh, All right, seven o'clock and buckle up. Mm -hmm. Just really nice slower tracks. Um, Matt Cameron's doing his little uh, Soundgarden sound I, yeah. on some of the tracks. Uh, yeah, he, he the really drum is. playing is very different on this one than other Pearl Jam yep. records. And he's such a versatile guy. He's such a versatile player, and, and I hear that too. I hear like um, some of the, the, that mid ninety, like mid ninety Soundgarden kind of yeah, kind of feel. feel, right? Yeah, yeah. Take the long way is one of the track where he uh, just sort of uh, it's, it sounds like no other. Pearl Jam track on on the kit, mm -hmm. at least in my opinion, it's, it's, it's kind of a middle, uh, you know, middle of the road type of track. But his drums are the yeah. highlight for me. Yeah. Uh, the lead off track was one of my faves. My my absolute fave track was uh, uh, "Comes Then Goes." Mm. That just grabbed me by the. Yeah. The yeah. one. Now that's a really good one. I like the. Um, uh, is it this is the way? Yeah, um, I, just uh, I, to me, it has like the high octane feel of uh, that I kind of that I kind of look for, and yeah. you know, especially later on, the later version of their high octane driving rock, you know, dynamic. But um, I think they just put something together that's really classic. It's an instant classic, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, if you're on the fence about it, just go check it out. I, I'm just really excited when a band you love comes up with something new, and it's you know, it's almost more than what you expected. I think yeah. that's a great feeling. You know? I, I kind of think a lot of people's expectations for this were sort of a little mm -hmm. low because yeah. they've slowly, um, you know, they took a little bit of while between the last two records and and, and um, as a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours said, you know, it just seems like the 
the wells weren't run a little dry mm -hmm. and um he didn't like he might have liked one or two tracks on the last record yeah and uh that person in addition to me and dave i mean they he's like this is really good really digging it yeah it was great stuff it really was is it really is great i mean i i'm th th you got this you got the pearl jam you got ross the bus there's so much stuff i'm going to be listening to the next couple days and and it's all new stuff it's great yeah. you know and we got so. the Kiefer stuff from last <laughs> yeah we got the Kiefer album yeah rise yeah so it's, it doesn't uh, end shifting gears here this dropped out of nowhere online yeah. bob dylan a 17 minute epic we'll call it an epic because you know it is we listened to some of it but wow Six years, Dave, since he last released uh, any new material yeah. songs that he actually wrote. He's done some albums of uh, covers from songs of yesterday, but um, this is uh, this is just so different. Um, yeah, the closest reference point from a Dylan, the Dylan catalog is Hurricane, because yep. of the length of the song. Mm -hmm. um, but he sings, speaks. He's telling a story. It has a very, um, I don't know, it's gloomy, it's apocalyptic. Um, he's dropping a lot of names in the song. Yep. Um, Murder Most Foul, right? Murder Most Foul is what it's called. Um, and uh, as we were talking, I, I mean, I wasn't really aware that he had an obsession about JFK, but he did. And, uh, yeah, there's quotes in there, um, like the line, uh, you know, you can't say that Dallas doesn't love you, Mr. President, was right. from somebody within that motorcade. I can't remember who actually said that. Um, I, I, anyway, it's it's in the history yeah. books, but um, but that was something that took place that day. And, you know, there's lines from, you know, JFK's past quotes and things like that, too. Very, um, very haunting. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's a lot of speculation about the track already. Dylanologists are already pouring over this because, yeah. like, what does it mean? Is this going to be the, the sound of his new record? Yeah, is this going to be? Uh, was this something left out off of one of his other records, like Tempest, which you know, mm -hmm. um, was okay at best. Yeah. Um, but that said, this song is like ten times better than anything that yeah. I heard on Tempest. Another reference point for this is uh, Nick Cave's album Ghostine. It reminds me um, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> ethereal stuff going on in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, sonics, strange noises, this, that, and the other. Uh, violins just kind of lazily playing. And uh, he sort of sings speaking over the tones, yeah. uh, which is exactly what Ghostine, um, maybe that album just touched him. Uh, is it a eulogy to JFK? I, I don't know. Uh, Dylan was like, what, 22? Yeah, about that. Yeah, November 22nd, 63. <sighs> um, when that, that, when he was, when he was assassinated, um, the, the thumbnail for the track is John F. Kennedy, black and white picture. Yep. It says murder most foul and yeah. gold lettering at the bottom. Just amazing. Um, the, the title reminds me of, um, one of the most amazing presidential, well, somber, one of the most compelling presidential speeches, I think, um, was before a, a joint session of Congress. It was LBJ who said, uh, you know, I, I, I would give, worse to the effect of I would give nothing, I would give everything to not be here right now. Of course, he was, you know, president at that time. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said um, the, 
the fine, and I'm paraphrasing, the finest leader of our time was struck down by the foulest deed, or okay. the word foul was in there. Right. So maybe that's where he got, um, he got the, the title from somewhat, from I think. Quote, and yeah. again, that's a paraphrase, but it's a, it really is, a, in terms of history, it's, it's a powerful uh, speech, uh, LBJ before Congress. Um, the shock was still there, you know? Yeah. Um, it was in, it was 64 when it, uh, when that speech uh, took place, if I recall correctly, but, uh, but, and so, yeah, I, that's, that's what really jumped out at me, um, is that's kind of the mood I felt, you know, when I watched that, uh, we're trying to come together, we're trying to pull the country back, but it's going to take a long time. This is, this is a, you know, the biggest tragedy of our time, you know, um, and I, and that's the mood I feel listening to that song. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, uh, um, driving in the sense of it, it reminds me of some of his not his uh, late nineties, early two thousand records. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that feel to it. Um, his voice sounds crackly and old. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> cuts right three. I, I I'm, I'm transfixed by the track. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I have to listen to it several more times. Um, just a really really. Uh, it, it, this reminds me of, of the Dylan that uh, Daniel Noir from, you know, produced U2 yep. and Neville Brothers and a lot of other groups, uh, and also worked with Eno. It has that sound to it. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a really, really nice sound. Yeah. Very warm. So um, definitely check it out. It's only available digitally. Yeah. Uh, for now. Um, right. Is Dylan releasing an album Who next knows? week? Who knows? It was out of nowhere comes out yeah. of completely nowhere. Out of nowhere six years of silence yeah poof yep and uh and here it is so enjoy it and yeah. uh something else to enjoy over the weekend yeah and pretty much yeah it's like a book that's it <laughs> 17 minutes yeah of history Bob Dylan and, lyrics yeah wild wild rec- wild song but just i mean I, I i say wild meaning just shocking so surprising that it came out in the length it did and the 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 richness the, of the history the sadness and just like you said, out of nowhere. Yep. Amazing. So check it out. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to know more about this show or your host, go to our website, davekinchin.com. And of course, always find us on social media on Twitter at Dave Kinchin USA and on Facebook. Just search Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Shane, what a fantastic show, my brother. Yeah, we. I mean, we don't do self-praise enough, but that was really cool, Dave. I, yeah, that was a good experience. Um, Ross, we thank you. Uh, it was such an enjoyable experience getting to, getting to talk to you and learn yeah. some stuff about your amazing career. Yeah, and the Dictator's News and, and everything else. And I can't wait to really talk to cool. you again when that stuff comes to yes. fruition. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Woo! It's going to be awesome. And uh, we're going to leave you now with uh, another track from Bornifier, Ross the Boss Band. This Out with is, a bang, baby. Yep, Waking the Moon and uh, Crunchy Guitars, man. It's the way to do it. I just love it. <laughs>